Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another CLCI Live. Today, we pose the question, is your day job killing your coaching dreams? Now, we were supposed to have some alumni join us and kind of work through that space with them. Um, hopefully they still can join us. We'll see still potential for that. Um, but I think what we'll go ahead and do is start off by trying to answer that question. Um, do you guys know anyone that potentially is, you know, maybe thinking that their day job is killing their coaching dreams? You guys see that as a common occurrence for coaches that do graduate, um, with their certification with us. Is that something that we see a lot? I will say we, the reason we have this topic is because we put it up out there. We ask our alumni. Alumni folk, hi, how are you? Um, what What is it that you would like help with? And this was something that came up on several occasions. So definitely seeing it it's be a common. And I think to share what was shared with me, what they said was the issue they're having is that they, they have the full-time job and they're having trouble figuring out how to make that transition from that, that full-time job to the coaching space and their concern there's a lot of concerns around that so we can we can you know guess uh hypothesize as to what those concerns might be um we may have a student who joins us a little late but mm-hmm. uh will still be joining us all the same we'll see <laughs> they're still at work of course right it's appropriate <laughs> this is day job interrupt your passion <laughs> that you're wanting to do that keeps you going um there's a lot of people that come to the class. One of the things when you were speaking, Jerome, I was thinking about someone who, um, what what they expected when they left day one from the class, meaning they finished their course, they took the class, they loved the class, they expected day one outside of class to be uh, a magnet that's going to draw all the people that they were that were interested and working with that individual and and it gets lost in that concept of we're working to learn and grow and be the best that we can as a life coach but but yes but <laughs> they don't just come they don't just show up at your door they don't just show up at the zoom meetings you have to get and do things so when we're talking about this space, it's going to possibly be that double duty. And how do you balance double duty, meaning keeping your day job because you got to pay your bills and then incorporating the bits and pieces of your new uh, drive and dream in life? That seems for a lot of uh, new coaches out there, it seems to be the conundrum. How do we how do we get going and not be exhausted and burnt out? Because we're coaching people to not be burnt out, right? By the way, I love the word conundrum. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a fun word. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be one of the bigger issues um, is is that concept of burnout. Um, trying to balance, you know, that, again, we've got to go ahead and pay our bills. That's still got to be something to take care of. But also trying to move into that space of creating your own business, which is essentially what it is uh, as a coach, as a new coach, um, creating this whole other business aside from that. So having the energy to complete your day job, uh, go ahead, pay your bills, and then still have enough energy to go and create in this space that you really aren't so used to just yet, which can be really tiring. 
is there any ways to maybe help navigate that space of burnout um, that you guys can think of? So I, I have a I have a metaphor. I think you know I'm a homebody. I like being at home. I I don't go out much. And when somebody invites me over, like I had a neighbor finally getting some friends <laughs> invite me over, I'm like I. I don't really want to, I don't want to go out, but you know, you put your shoes on, you get up, you put your coat on, you do the things that you need to do to get you over the hump. And then once you go and get, do it, once you go to the house, once you get out, once you go out to dinner, whatever that is for you, once I did that, then I'm good. I'm happy. I'm excited to meet those neighbors, excited to have conversation, but there's that hump piece that we've got to kind of get through that we've got our day job we're exhausted i've had um, several students um, share with me that once they get into the coaching space they are energized and excited mm -hmm. but it's it's that transition piece that is sometimes there's that word the conundrum <laughs> to to allow that exchange to occur what would you well, have yeah again i really i part of me of course wishes we had had um uh people to work with here but um in talking into that space and in speaking into that space and that that conundrum of time energy etc i think there are a lot of solutions and perhaps more than our um our coaches even realize um i also I know that they, we've I've got, we've talked to folks who have the who have a, a situation where they are they're sort of bound by uh, their own company's policy and they're not allowed to proceed until A, B, or C happens. That being said, I think one of the first solutions that a lot of people look past is um, talking to your job, <laughs> um, talking to whomever your boss is, um, and and maybe it's not the solution of you. It could be the solution of you taking finding time to do that and working on it with them. It could also be the solution of you finding a way to integrate coaching into your existing business. You never know. Um, so there's there's I think there's always opportunity and possibility where we may not expect it. Um, today I was uh, doing a consulting session, and it was funny. She she was very overwhelmed by the the uh, the concept of social media and website and all these things. As we were talking, she had a ton of opportunity to just to just put it out there, and 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 I was, she didn't even at the, by the end of it, she realized she didn't have to do social media, she didn't have to do websites, she she could start right here at home and and find a, there was a good place and she had the direction. It was fantastic, um, and so I think again, it's a lot of times we overcomplicate things and we make it a much bigger hurdle than it in fact is. Um, and it's just like Lisa said about putting on the coat, taking that first step, whatever that is. Uh, and sometimes you can't see it though. And, and talking through it to get to that point is very helpful as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I today had yes, a little Anthony, bit. Anthony raises oh. his hand. Yeah, uh, I'll stop talking. I was gonna suggest if you just wanna be an absolute psycho, just like quit your job. Just quit your job because you, we've, me, had this, that's me. We, that is we've had this conversation before Brooke like it's different when you're like starving not literally starving, starving yeah, food, yeah. But when you starving. have no option or no choice yeah yeah put your time fully into coaching learning how to run a business 
doing all this stuff. Now, again, I said that was a psycho move because it's probably... <laughs> Well, I'm psycho then. I'm a psycho. It's probably <laughs> incredible. This is ir- this is a uh, was irresponsible advice. Do not quote Anthony's told me to do this, so I'm gonna go quit my job. I'm just saying, if you want to do this on hard mode and just force yourself yeah. to just quit it your is. job, I don't know. It is. Well, and, but also, you're not I, I, don't, I, I don't think that's for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing no. backstroke as you said that out loud. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just no way in. Yeah, be, yeah. I mean, yeah. I did it though. Like, like to be fair, yeah. I did it. I did it. I, it can I, be done. It can uh, be and, done. And, but I will tell you, I was terrified. I was yeah. struggling. I had a period where I was worried about paying rent and I was worried about getting food in my mouth and I was worried about life existing. Did that, I learned a lot fast though. I learned a lot. Um, and, and that was because uh, I had no other option. Right. I had to, I had to, I had to say yes to a lot of things that I probably otherwise would not have said yes to, <laughs> you know, because you reach that point where it's just like, okay, just got to do whatever I got to do. <laughs> yeah. to be fair, though, this might be an option. If you have some sort of safety net, if you yes. are, if you have a spouse, I did have a safety net though. I did. Yeah. Um, but I blew through it. <laughs> but like, if you have a spouse who support the family and you have a separate nine to five job, maybe discuss this with your partner and maybe this could be something where you, you know, leave your job to focus full time on a passion project or coaching as a career move. Um, those are, you know, normal types of conversations that couples have all the time. Uh, I, I could whatever. see um, potentially maybe you having a safety net not being a good fact. Maybe that would be a factor for you to actually go ahead and that safety net being your job. Um, maybe that's a reason for you to quit because there's this quote that. I've seen it can't, so that's the thing. Is it desperation creates inspiration. And yeah, it can re- for some, judgment. again, I'm not advocating for everyone, but um, I have seen that where, where that, that could work, where there is no choice but for you to succeed in that moment and to they, get things done. There's the a saying, you've got to be hungry. Like, you've got to be hungry to, to, to make it, essentially. You've got to. And so... Um, she lives here. It creates that, oh, hi, it creates that need to just move and move and move and move. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Thank you. Uh, which, which is, it, but it's also, very, yes, very terrifying. And that process too. Um, uh, and yeah. then is it, I've had conversations where, where having the job can, if you are content and you've got money coming in and it's easy, um, sometimes it makes it a little harder to find that, that, that fire under your butt to, to get you moving. <laughs> so, um, it, cause, cause you're used to doing the same thing and it's, it's about changing your routine really is what it is. Oh, um, welcome, Sheila. Hello. Oh, <laughs> thank you. How are you? Thank you so much. And so this is something you're struggling with, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Hugely. Share, okay. share. Tell us more about you. We've been talking. We want, we want, <laughs> Um, so my name is Sheila Kimani. I completed the level one um, as a first class in January, I think uh, by January 9th. Um, I'm yet to do level two. I wanted to first um, experience what coaching is really before I take my level two class. Um, but so far, I'm still unable to do the whole transitioning from my current job. Like right now, I'm at my workplace. I am a caregiver right now Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to transition from this to life coaching 
and it's a little bit hard because most of my daytime I'm at work and I'm like, how do I get to at least move forward with anything relating to life coaching? And it's, it's hard. That's why I raised the topic and I was like, I really need help with this. Yeah. What, what is your biggest block with that right now? What is standing in the way most for you? Time. Time, time is a huge factor. I wish I had more than 24 hours in my day because by the time I leave um, work, it's very late. It's almost 9 p.m. And when I get home, I'm tired already and I get to the next day and it's the whole thing. It's, it's the same routine all over again. So I just like for, for me, um, since I wanted to really um, put my life coaching, especially on my social media channels, since I was already a brand by myself, but I want to rebrand it. I, I lack the time to create videos or to create the content to put up there. So I think I'd say um, time is my biggest, biggest uh, obstacle. And that, that brings me to another question. Um, who is your ideal client? My ideal client is, um, it's a young, let's say young adult, just like me, um, who is aged from um, 21 years to 29 years, is, uh, trying to work to balance work and life at home and also my i think that's what did i answer your question i want to show you if i answered your question well i i think it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah um do you have in your life uh like in your day-to-day life do you come into contact with anybody uh that would work as your ideal client or that is similar to your ideal client most of my peers most of my peers, and I don't come across them in my day-to-day life, um, but I do come across them in my social media channels. I see uh, what people are going through, and I'm like, I totally understand them. And I think as we were taught um, in, in, my, in, my, in, in my life coaching class, we learned that at times your ideal client is yourself. It's like a projection of yourself. And in this case, I think that's what's happening to me. I, I, one of the reasons I ask that is because sometimes we um, don't realize that we've already got people that we know that, 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 or people that, that maybe know people even yeah. that could refer or recommend. And then, then it's maybe less work creating a whole bunch of content, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, can you think of any other ways that you could possibly? get into, um, I guess the, the, get on the radar or, or get into the, 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 uh, ears of, of folks that are like your ideal client that don't require a lot of time for you. Um, ways I could do that. First of all, I've, I've taken, I've t- so far I've taken a step. Um, I've, I'm reducing my work hours. Yeah, uh, like I'm reducing them and I bought like gears for my content. But another way that I would do that, it's by um, networking or rather by using um, professional websites such as Thumbtack or Bloomchase. But I don't think they're as effective as they wish they would. But, 
as they as they actually purport that they would i don't think they're that effective for me but i think most of it would be networking getting out there meeting actual people going to going to events um going to uh, attending webinars and start admit just things like that I, I think that's a fantastic, um, I, I mean, a hunch that you have there. Uh, um, again, takes time, of course, though, all things take time. So, and I hear you saying that you're reducing your work hours as well. Um, with that reduction, do you, do you feel like you will, you will have the time to do this? Is there still apprehension there? Um, I feel like I'll, I feel like by reducing it, I will definitely have the time to do it as long as I don't procrastinate because procrastination is one of the things that really affects us, especially as young people. We're like, oh my God, I'll do that tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> so I feel like I will have to fight procrastination as, as much as I can because right now, if I feel the biggest obstacle is time and if when I get the time, I need to actually do it. So the motivation, I just hope that burning motivation that I have right now will still be there. So I'm totally having a coaching moment at the moment. <laughs> I feel just... that. I feel that. <laughs> but when I hear you, I, I, when I hear the word hope, I hope that that will be there. Is there a way to change the word hope to will be there? Um, is there a way to change the hope to will? Let me think about that. Um, I think um, something else that I could I could add, I, and the reason I said hope, um, it's because for myself, um, I've struggled with consistency before, and it's something that I'm working on. It's, it's one of my goals that I'm trying to really work on, um, being consistent in everything that I do. For instance, um, as I said before, I'm, I'm really vibrant on my social media profiles, but at times it gets and I just die down. I just don't post anything. And that affects affects me and, it, and, and affects my followers because they're like, okay, now we're not getting any content. What's happening here? So when I say hope is that I'm just hoping that I will stay consistent. And I that's one of my goals and I'm promising myself to work towards it. So I think being consistent will change the hope to will. Do you guys have any questions? Cause I can keep going. I'll keep asking because right. <laughs> I have questions. I do. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, with, with regard to, again, I, you, you just said being consistent will change that hope from that hope to that will. Yeah. Um, is there any way that you can ensure you are that consistent? Anyway, to ensure that I'm consistent. I think right now, because I'm really focused into becoming a life coach and it's something that it's deep in me. Like, I feel like this is the first time I'm really interested in, in, in a career for myself. And I really wanna do it. I've been doing it just in the in the backstage for for either my uh, my family or my friends, but right now I really want to do it and I want to help people out there, especially my peers. I feel like that would drive me, and 
I am not sure what would let me down, but I'm really, I feel like I'm stepping on ice here. Yeah. Um, one more time. Um, I just want to make sure I, I've heard you correct. I was slightly yeah. distracted. I was reading comments, <laughs> but you said that, that, um, you, you're in this space though. You feel like you're, you're stepping on ice, which is, yeah. it's a powerful metaphor. That is a powerful, uh, I mean, it's, it's, for me, when I think of stepping on ice, that's, that's, it could be very scary. Right? It could break at any moment. It could, um, uh, is there a way you can, you can make your foundation solid? Yeah, um, and I just saw a comment here. Uh, perfectionism is often the thing that procrastination lives in. And that, I definitely agree on that. Um, I I have struggled with being a perfectionist before, and I'm afraid to put myself out there, to just, to just say that, you know, I started this and I think I could do it. At times I struggle with it. And when I say I'm stepping on ice, it's scary for me. And um, we face judgment, <laughs> especially for, I, I, that's, it's also something that I, I would like to definitely, definitely put away and just be in the moment as myself and know that no one is thinking about me and no one cares what I do. And I'm just doing this to help that one person who would see the content. So, I think by saying um, stepping on ice, I mean it's scary for me, but I'm willing to take the step. I am definitely taking the step to do it. So you've got ice skates on. <laughs> yes, I got my ice skates on. So, yeah, I saw. I saw Anthony. I saw you had an aha moment, and I was gonna. I was gonna. Try that was pretty much it. I was gonna. Just, <laughs> like, what do you need for your ice skates then? Like, if you're stepping on thin ice, that's one thing. But you know what can get you to where you're just gliding on that ice rink um, and you're not afraid to fall through the ice anymore? Mm, I think for me, it would be, I think having someone to always remind me that I'm actually doing this and I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm doing great or, or, or I'm, I'm, I shouldn't, care about any, any what anyone else is saying out there and, and just do my thing because I've been living in the shadows for so long. I don't want to live in the shadows anymore. I just want to 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 be out there without getting scared of of the cold or getting scared of anything. So I don't know how to answer the it's question. Fine. But this is the yeah. point when I'm very grateful for my father. Um because that man, uh, he, he taught me not uh, to have no fear and shame of, of, of uh, you know, just putting myself out there at a young age. He, his favorite thing in the world to do is try to embarrass me and my siblings in public as much as humanly possible. And you reach a point where you're like, okay, I just, anything could happen and I'll be okay. <laughs> um, because he just put us through the ringer. Um, and I, I'm grateful. Mind you, though. I still have had my uh, struggled. There's there's certain mantras. This is Coach App altogether, and I've told Jerome this as well that that I sort of adopted towards so that I could just be 
somebody who just sort of is unabashedly herself a lot of times. Um, and um, uh, one of them is, is one I've shared with Jerome is that most people are thinking about themselves uh, most of the time. They're not thinking about. So we leave interactions with people and in our head, we're like, we can run them through. How did that go? What did, and, and, you know, the other person's doing the same thing and they're worried about themselves. So you, you don't have to worry about that uh, because typically that's what it's going. But then the, and then the other, the other flip side of the coin to that is that if people are talking or thinking about me, then, you know, I'm pretty cool. People are taking their time out of their lives to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even hear what's coming out of their mouths and they are taking spending time in their day to, to think or speak about me. I, that's a win in my book. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I do have a question for Sheila though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So, <clears throat> that metaphor of those the being on ice. Yeah. So imagine yourself. Can I can I go down a path with you just for a moment to see where we imagine yourself you're on that ice. What comes forward from you in that moment that you already know? What comes forward? Mm-hmm. Fear, I think. Because I'm afraid of um, either sleeping down or skidding off the road. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that comes into mind. So that fear shows up. I'm on the ice. If I'm you, I'm on that ice. Fear shows up. And then what shows up? And then I probably think of a way to get get that fear out and and think of a solution very fast Mm -hmm. or how how I will not skid off Mm -hmm. the road. So I think that will be next. So in that space, I got that fear that comes up, but I'm a quick thinker. I know how to problem solve that moment. Yeah. Then what comes up? Then I think of something very quick. Um, I either just to prevent myself from falling but if I fall I just think of it as a moment that I cannot control Mm -hmm. and I just let myself fall and now figure out a way to get up from that so you don't let fear stop you. You allow it to propel you to have that next thought. That next thought, if something occurs that you weren't expecting, you have the resilience to get back up and, and realign yourself. You didn't say exactly realign yourself. Yeah. When you think of this coaching practice as we're <clears throat> navigating down this space of who you are in that, how does that analogy help you move forward with your coaching? Um, That actually really helps me because I feel like I'm at that point where I'm just in fear. Mm -hmm. But all I need to do is take the first step that I'm afraid to take. And when I take the first step, that will lead to the second step, which I don't know what it will be. But but when I, if I don't take the first step, then I won't know what will happen. I will just be stuck in the fear and not move forward. It's, I, 
akin to that same metaphor, right? If you're, you're putting on the skates, <laughs> um, yeah. you're stepping on the ice and you're going to have moments where you're, you're gliding, but yeah. you might fall. Yeah. Um, you might fall, you might sprain your wrist. Well, then, you know, okay, next time I got to wear wrist guards, right? <laughs> um, and then you put them back on and you, you start gliding again. And, um, and next time, you know, somebody might be in the way or something. And that's okay. You learn how to, how to hook a left or a right. But you, you, you just start, start doing it. And then once that, that action is take, set into place, you're moving, though. You're moving. Um, it's interesting. I brought up, it reminded me of the five-second rule, that, that, five, that five-second rule where they say, if you get the if you get the inclination to do something, you have five seconds to take the first step to do it. Otherwise, you'll procrastinate and find a reason not to. So um, uh, they, that's it's 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 a school of thought that that start any task that seems scary or unpleasant. Do it do it in that five seconds that it pops into your head. Okay, I want to do this. Just do something, whether it be write it down or, but take a little baby step because then you're you're psychologically moving yourself towards doing it. Whereas if we don't, in that five seconds, take that step, we remain stagnant and we stay where we're at and don't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and that's, that to me really resonated with that quick thinking. I can do this, you know, in that if I'm moving, I can, I, I'll think it, it'll come up. It'll, and that, and so really it's that, it's that stuck, um, moving from stuck to in motion. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, on the skates. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sticking with this analogy, uh, you didn't mention, Sheila, about um, not wanting to be in the shadows anymore. I want to ask you a question around that. Um, what's scarier, falling on those skates or staying in that shadow? Staying in that shadow, that's definitely scary for me because then I'm not sure what I want my life to be if I keep staying in the shadows. I've, as, as I said, I've been in the shadows and mm -hmm. I, I don't come out to, to do or to show the world what I can do or who I can be and that scares me because I feel like I'm wasting time being in the shadows so yeah is there something that you can go ahead and kind of manifest to remind you that the shadow is scarier than getting on those skates and taking that first step um something that can remind me or what did you yeah yeah anything and just a reminder yeah um i had sort of an epiphany it happened something happened to me i don't even have the time to explain it's a whole story something happened to me um in 2018 i was still in college i was a very quiet girl um i had very low self-esteem i didn't believe in myself but the, there was an opportunity to to attend a Harvard uh, model of United Nations. And I was like, huh, okay, let me just try it, you know? It was like, I don't even know if I'm going to get accepted. Let me just do it. So I tried it, and my grades got me accepted. And I was like, oh, shoot, okay, I'm here now. Okay. So, so, so I went in and... And, and we had to have sessions because we we were we were training for a model of United Nations and it's mm -hmm. a big thing. So during the sessions, at this point, I'm just I'm just um, I think I was in my junior year. I had never done public speaking before. I was used to being in the backstage, not raising my hand, not doing anything, and 
this required me to do that. I was shaken to the core and I was like, I don't know what to do. And there were these vibrant people who were always raising their hands, saying solid points. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say, but what I used to do, I used to just do my own research and I had a book, I had a book and I dedicated the book to be just for the model of United Nations. When I did that, um, I used to practice myself at home because I couldn't practice in front of my peers, um, in front of my mirror, they just would talk to myself. Um, and then the day came and we had to travel to, to Harvard for the, for the conference. At this time, I think only one of two or one of two of my, uh, the group, the, the group that I went, went, went with, they knew me, the rest of the group didn't know me because I never used to say much. Um, so when we got to Harvard and everyone was in their own committees and I was paired with my partner and when we were there, something just came up and I was like, I don't know these people. They are all strangers because we were a, it was a mixture of 3000 students from all over the world. And we were just all of us. So it was a group of people that I didn't know. We were, we were like separated in groups of like a uh, hundred students. So I, at, at one point I found myself saying a point of order or something like that. And I went forward and I actually gave my points. By the time that day was over, everyone came to where we, we, we were staying at the hotel. Everyone wanted to know who Sheila is. And some students from my school, they were like, what? You in this trip, we don't even know you. How are you? What's your name? Like, what, what course are you doing? And I'm like, what? People, we have trained for like six months, but no one knew me. But so from that moment, I knew that I just need to get out of my shell and just go and do something that I've not tried before. And from then on, I got awarded. I won. I was one of the best lead committee leadership. And I feel like that each time I remember that moment for me, it, it gives me the hope and it gives me the strength to do something that I have not tried before. And it assures me that you don't know what's in the other side. You just got to do it. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, Jerome. No, you, you definitely did. Um, I'm going to ask, and you definitely don't have to have a specific way of doing this, but Lisa put in the chat, is there anything tangible that you can do to kind of anchor yourself to that specific moment that you were speaking about? Something tangible. Um, something tangible that I can anchor myself into doing it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I understand the question. I, I heard you, you, you said a, uh, a statement there. I don't know if maybe that statement could have been something that you used to remind yourself right at the tail end of that story. Yeah. Yeah. When I say that, um, each time I remember the story, it's, it gives me the strength and motivation to do something that I've not tried before and, um, telling myself, I don't know what's on the other side of the I'm raising my hand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there was a moment that you were when you were sharing, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. I loved it when you were you were you got excited and you were telling the story, and I, I felt it where you said, 
people want, I believe, and I, I might be misphrasing this, so please correct me if I am, but you said that that people wanted to hear you. People wanted to know you. People wanted to, um, they were excited to um, to to hear you, your voice and your perspective and, and what you had to share. And um, I, I mean, when you said that, I got goosebumps. I got, it was such a powerful moment. Um, and then, yeah. so when Jerome, with what Jerome asked you, you were saying, well, I remember that, you know, I have to do X, Y, and Z. But that phrase right there, the phrase, people people want to hear my voice. People want to, to people want, I mean, we change it from they wanted to in that moment to they want to now. Um, and uh, maybe that is somehow a way, something you remind yourself uh, and somehow you remind yourself. Maybe, maybe there's something, uh, when we talk, when we say anchoring, um, the, what an anchoring is that I've, I've got a quarter that I've, <laughs> which sounds silly, that I've anchored myself. When I was really struggling with my PTSD, I wore bracelets. And um, every time I held the bracelet, my copper bracelets, I it would it was a tangible reminder to me, a tangible reminder that I would be okay, a tangible reminder to that 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 this was that this was a, an emotional reaction, and it was gonna it it was gonna come to an end. It was gonna. Um, and that was for me personally. Um, so that bracelet was great because it was right there on my wrist, and I could remind myself when I got nervous, when I got scared, when I felt that anxiety coming up, that that I could just hold on to that, and I was like, I'll be okay. And it's such a simple thing, right? It's such a simple thing, but yeah. it, it it because I think of its simplicity, uh, you it, we're able to anchor something simple but powerful to it. Um, so that's, I think, what Jerome was asking when he was asking you, is there a way for you to sort of anchor yourself to that feeling? I think that that we're when we're talking about the feeling, we're talking about that feeling, that feeling yeah. that you actually had when people in that model UN United Nations mm -hmm. moment, that actual feeling. And is there a way for you to carry that with you so that when you're nervous to take that, put that roller skate, or that roller skate, that ice skate on, so you're, when you're nervous... Yeah. That you can remind, you can get tap back into that mode, that model United United Nations moment, and that that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I could definitely do that. Um, did I, I feel like a? Am I still on? I still feel like we still see you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a way for me to. I don't have any tangible thing. Maybe the certificates but that's a big thing but it's still fresh in my mind and it's always in the back of my mind so I feel like what I could anchor myself in or what I could use as an anchor is remembering how it felt and how I was before and after the before and after moment I think that's what would really help me so that contrast is very important to you then is what I'm hearing that before and that after, right? Yeah. That, yeah. The yeah. Sheila before the Sheila. So that was the Sheila in the shadows versus yeah. the Sheila on her uh, on the ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the ice is not so scary, at least for me, it's not anymore. Uh, how do you feel about it? <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel lighter, definitely. I feel um, I feel like remembering that just kind of made me feel lighter in terms of my 
the fear it feel like it's it's gone uh, it's, i'm not gonna say entirely gone but it's, I, I have to do it i have to do it for me to be absolutely sure that it's gone but but i feel lighter right now i feel like i could actually go ahead and do this and take that first step so yeah i, I heard you say i have to do it to know so all right what's that first step um the first step for me would be as i said um would be going out and creating the content um like i would sit down think about that topic that resonates with me the most and when i think about it i think of a way to um talk about it on my socials or talk about it at webinars or events that i could host for my for for um for myself or for groups that i could do uh, ahead so i think my first step could be coming up with a topic that i resonate with the most that would help me just dive in into coaching completely and i think that would help me i yeah i don't know if you see our private chat <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funny because at least you put that in there and I've been thinking that the whole time like like I mean I'm I, I just I mean just on a completely you know non-coaching but yeah love to hear you speak I mean you are well spoken you are you um also have a beautiful accent and um, thank you yeah. it's, it's a Kenyan accent just in case oh. you wondering <laughs> very yeah. cool very very cool it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And so it's almost like you could, I could sit and listen to you speak for, I mean, any given amount of time. And so <laughs> thank you. I hope you come back. I hope you come back because you have spoken in a way that I think others resonate with, that you're speaking out loud what they're thinking and feeling. Um, and the way that you have shared, I, I so appreciate your vulnerability in this expression. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Oh, see, you could love in the other chat too. <laughs> so, um. we're kind of. Yes, we can't hear you. <laughs> and there's. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we've got about 10 minutes left, but I kind of want to put Sheila yeah. in the uh, coaching seat for just a a moment um, bringing us back to the topic of how do we transition? How do we take those steps from, you know, a nine to five or some previous career into the coaching space? And um, you said earlier, your ideal clients were people who are trying to balance younger adults who are trying to balance that work in life. If one of the coaches that are watching this is, you know, coming to you, and they say, hey, Sheila, how do I, you know, get past this? How do I get past this block and fully put myself into coaching and my career that I want? What would you tell them or ask them? Um, I think the first thing that I do, definitely I'd create a safe space for them. I'd greet them um, and, and, and just create that environment for them to understand that I would be here and just be a coach for them and then the next thing i would ask them what's the first thing that they would want to do as a coach like what's or rather what's the first obstacle that they're facing from um their their, their work as they transition into coaching is there mm -hmm. something 
that's been the block into um, in their life. And I'd listen to them. I'd listen to them saying it, um, saying it loud and just talking. And from then on, I'd get points for for the rest mm -hmm. of the coaching. Yeah. I think that's kind of what we did for this, um, you know, 40 or 50 minutes was trying to, we yeah. got to, what is that obstacle for you? Um, and really that the first step for, you know, that's a good first step for all of our listeners too. If you're trying to make that change, yeah, what's that first obstacle? There might be a lot of obstacles. Um, you might be, instead of stepping on a, the ice, which is like a little pond, you might be step, stepping on a whole lake. Uh, worth of obstacles, but managing that first obstacle, um, you know, it's the first step to get going into that career path that you want, um, that you're passionate about. And Sheila did, I think, a really good job of reframing uh, an obstacle uh, by, I think, looking back and realizing, again, speaking about the shadow being even more terrifying than some of those obstacles that you might face. So, Maybe just changing how you think about potential obstacles as being obstacles, not necessarily being as detrimental as maybe being in the space that you would be uh, had you not faced some of those obstacles. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Jerome. Thank you, everyone. This has been really lovely. I felt like it was a coaching session for me. So thank you all. Thank you. Because it was a coaching session. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like one of the visuals I got when because i think in pictures i'm one of those oh. people um uh, when when you were sharing this, this concept of ice is uh at first i just you know saw sort of like a big ice lake but then when you did the contrast of shadows i in my head pictured all around the lake shadow like shadowed and then yeah. it just having a big light <laughs> um in this in the center and on that ice and so for me it made it really scary to want to go back to the shadows right once once i was on the ice so um just that was a visual that popped into my head so mm -hmm. oh am i frozen, I'm frozen. yeah speaking of visual we're not getting a very solid one of you at the moment oh just... i'm seeing her fantastic so oh are you okay okay <laughs> i'm towards the end of the stream anyways <laughs> um so i uh, did final thoughts have we done final thoughts kind of I think we did. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. Final thought: identify that first obstacle, and then identify what's you know what's motivating you, what's pushing you to step out there, and you know put yourself at risk. Um, and because whenever you start a business, you're, there's always a certain amount of risk that you're taking. Why are you taking that risk? Figure that out, and then figure out what you need to do first. I'm just gonna say, philosophically, there's risk in everything. <laughs> it's risky just getting out of bed in the morning <laughs> you know i just <laughs> but it's risky to stay so i mean yep. uh, you know honestly <laughs> and not helpful to anybody but um uh oh i like i'm also wondering in, in that metaphor who can give her skating lessons we sometimes think we have to do it alone when we don't which i think is a fantastic point it's a beautiful beautiful point yeah. um sheila Yes. Thank you for being here. Uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> Great. Thank deal. you. Thank you, everyone. This was this was really lovely. Thank you. And then um, just in case there's anybody out there watching that wants to get in touch with you, is there any way they can? Yes, yes. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, please, uh, you can do so. I, I'm in the, the chat group. 
um, you could get in touch with me anytime. I, I, I and even in my emails. Yeah, and I'm open to peer to peer coaching. And I might reach to one of the four of you for mentorship. Please, <laughs> can I talk to me? Do you want to shout out any um, social media as well for people to follow you at? Yes, um, my my Instagram is ms Sheila Kimani. Or if you just search Sheila Kimani, um, the first one that will pop up is an MS. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. This was thank lovely. You. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thanking yes. you for that yeah, vulnerability um, space. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, it's not Shelia. It's Sheila. Oops. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think in that case, though, while they're while they're fixing that, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll um, put it in the blog too. <laughs> thank you. Um, we'll just. I just want to take a moment to thank everybody for joining us. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for who, everybody who commented while we were doing this, and uh, we love seeing you guys and hearing from you guys. Um, We'll be back next week. We're going to be talking with uh, another another group of students that want to discuss niching and finding their niche. They're having trouble figuring out what their niche is going to be. So uh, we're going to give them a hard time about that. And thank you so much again for being here, Sheila. And also to those those folks out there watching, please make sure if, you, if you're a coach and you're watching this and you're feeling stuck, you want help, maybe it's something in your coaching session, maybe it's something around getting started, anything of this nature, please always feel free to leave it in the comments and we will help you. We'll do an episode about it. We will, we will reach out to you in some regard. We absolutely monitor our comments and we also want to hear from you all the time. Um, and uh, on that note, I think we can just do the standard share, like uh, <laughs> all that good stuff, comment, comment, and, subscribe, to all that, everything that we do, yeah. all that, you know, all that. Social and stuff. join us yeah. again for Take class. Yeah, Come exactly. join us. And our three-day intensive, level one, level two. It's such a great journey. Sheila can attest to her level one class. Yes, yes, I can definitely do. Uh, my sister is joining. I, she, she saw the. Oh, she's awesome. so, so, yeah, she, she actually asked for the link of the, of, of the, of the, um, of the school. So I did send it to her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And, um, uh. As at the bottom of the comment says, we do this every Tuesday at four o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you guys for watching. It's always a pleasure. And make sure you check out Certified Life Coach Institute. We we certify life coaches in three days. And we're award winning. Bye. And Lisa could be teaching one of your classes. Who knows? <laughs> or Brooke in the very near future. Yeah. Hey, hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> I could be teaching a class. <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.